What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio with Get the Ball Rolling. I know that it has been a little while since I've done it. Uh, a podcast, recorded anything, and the main thing right now with me, this is going to be a brief podcast, is that it's been so difficult, the same with the FBS this, this last year, because of the COVID situation, games being canceled, I get really excited, uh, I was really, really excited for the Missouri State-North Dakota game, it was canceled, and so instead, I'm just waiting it out until this next year, we'll get a little bit back into consistency, but where we are a, uh, a about a week away from, well, exactly a week away from Selection Sunday uh, for the FCS, uh, you know, playoffs. I'm excited to talk a little bit about uh, what I've seen uh, and what I think is going to happen come come fall time. Now we've had a lot of opt outs. We've had a lot of uh, you know teams. Now forfeiting the season or, or, or calling it a no contest. And I'm not really going to get into that because I don't think that's going to happen ever again. I don't think I think that's just this is just an anomaly of this year. Uh, but we've had a few surprises uh, throughout the the uh, the spring and even the fall. I mean, Austin P did not. I mean, they played well during the fall. They looked great in the spring. So uh, that we've we've seen a lot of things in the FCS. There's a lot of dynamics. This next year is going to be crazy. I was sitting on my couch with my wife and I was talking to her uh, just about uh, we were watching the Murray State Jacksonville State game just barely, and I started thinking about. The, how unprecedented this is. There, there's been nothing like this before. Uh, there's no precedent set to what to expect. Uh, for example, Weaver State yesterday, they played Idaho State for the second time this season, as did Idaho and Eastern Washington. Now they're going to turn around and play them in the coming year. Uh, I believe Idaho against Weaver State is the 30th of October and I think the 19th for Idaho EW. Regardless, that's insane that you're going to be playing a team three times in a calendar year. They're going to know each other and, and it doesn't even matter who's the better team per se. You're just going to know. This is this is your you know your bread and butter. They're going to know each other. Luckily, you know, the Idaho EWU game's a rivalry. The, the Idaho State, uh, Weaver State is a rivalry. So, it, so it's exciting. Uh, even down here at Dixie State, the alma mater, uh, we've played Tarleton, and we're going to be playing them again next year. That's three times in the calendar year. What is that going to look like? Uh, we have the same thing with the transfer portal. It's been kind of crazy with, you know, getting your extra year back. Even myself, uh, I could t technically transfer if I wanted to. I've talked to a few teams. I don't know... Uh, uh, what will become of it, but uh, the transfer portal is a completely different aspect of it, uh, and then you have the, the, you know, the seniors getting their year back, kind of crazy. Uh, I, I don't know what to expect, but I did see a few things that I'm excited to, to look upon and uh, as, as we go forward. Number one, Weaver State is dominating uh, the Big Sky. Congratulations to Jay Hill. We've had him on the show. Absolute stud. Uh, they have some seriously, seriously good players up there. Uh, they're going to pull it together. And, uh, you know, I believe the commentary, they were talking, you know, there's been a lot of close games. You know, they've been able, they've needed some some fourth quarter heroics on, on multiple ends. But I want to leave you with this. 
offense always takes longer to develop, especially since you haven't been playing a game uh, since the fall before. You had gone uh, an, an insane amount of time uh, between games. Offense will take longer to develop. Uh, Coach Hammer will get them. Uh, he's also been on the podcast. He'll get them going. Sam Houston State is, has absolutely dominated the Southland. I'm really excited to see how they'll play in the fall against Central Arkansas. They decided to not play in the spring, opting out of the spring season. They're a team that not everyone talked about during the fall, but no one's discussing right now because they're not playing. I'm excited to see that dynamic. Nichols State also lost uh, a thriller yesterday. What are they going to do? Uh, the Southland is kind of a crazy conference. A lot of dynamics at play. Uh, the next one, I just watched Sacred Heart beat du, uh, Duquesne. I learned that that's the way that you're supposed to say it if you're not from Utah because we would say Duchesne. Uh, but Duquesne, Sacred Heart, that is a different dynamic. And what is Central Connecticut State when they come in? I'm excited to watch it uh, going forward. Uh, the Missouri Valley, I think a big, big outstanding member right now is the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota. Yeah, they did lose to the Bison and I'm not going to put, I'm not going to hold very much water because they've dominated. They beat South Dakota State and South Dakota State has boat raced everyone else they play. Coming up this next week, we have South Dakota State versus North Dakota State and I'm excited to see uh, where that goes. There's a lot of different dynamics at play uh, as, I've, as I mentioned before. Murray State uh, came out of nowhere in the OVC. Uh, they did lose to Austin P and Jacksonville State, but this is Coach Hood's first, uh, you know, football season, and in a weird COVID season, he's got the Racers playing tremendous. I'm excited to see uh, the development of Preston Rice and that offense. They run the ball. They are a really ground and pound team. They're a fun team to watch, and uh, I'm excited to to see you know the fall and, and what the fall is going to look like. Uh, also, I am not going to lie. I missed seeing the FCS take on the FBS. Uh, you're going to think, I mean, I, we did have some in the fall, but as far as the, the FCS in the spring, uh, I really would like, I, I, I feel like you learn a lot about a team when they take on a, a Utah, when Weaver State plays a Utah, or you know EWU plays Wazoo, or Washington, or whatever team it may be, you know, Central Arkansas and Arkansas, you can see it because they might be at the FCS level. Sometimes they pull out some thrillers. Portland State almost beat Arkansas a few years ago. And sometimes, uh, you know, you, you see you see how they play and, and everything. I'm excited mainly for, for those kinds of aspects. Now, as far as the playoffs go, I don't know what it's going to look like. I know that we've already had some AQs, uh, you know, Sacred Heart, Jacksonville State, Weber State, uh, and I believe EWU is going to get in, but uh, uh, Sam Houston State, those kind of teams uh, is crazy. One of the things that I've noticed, though, is the bias in the FCS. Now, I know that North Dakota State has been dominating, but I do not think that they are in the number one team. I don't think at any point in this entire year have they been the number one team. And even the even in my rankings, I've had Weber State, I've had JMU, uh, and I've had North Dakota, I believe. Those are the three that have been atop my rankings. I would even say that and it's hard to even say JMU with all of their cancellations and stuff. So this next week, when they play Richmond, I'm going to get a little bit better sense. I watch a lot of football. My wife, she works on Saturdays, so I have the, the TV to myself, and it is a football day. I'm able to dissect, take notes, and look, and I don't know what to expect these teams to do. Uh, Weaver State, yeah, they've struggled on offense a little bit, 
but their defense is stout. Uh, UC Davis, I know that they're not gonna they're not gonna make it. They ended up losing, but they were an, an extremely fun offensive team, high flying offensive team. Weaver State snuffed them out. Uh, you know what? Incarnate Word, another one of those teams in the spring that has kind of popped up and caught some fire. They ended up losing yesterday, but. I'm excited to see where they're going to go. They had an amazing, one of the best games I've seen in a long time was the game against uh, against Nickel State. That was a super fun game, really, really offensive game. And uh, they actually play Sam Houston State. If they can beat the Bearcats uh, next week, I think they have an, a really strong argument to get into the, the playoff of 16 this next uh, week. I did take the Monmouth Hawks over the Keenesha State Owls. Uh, Keenesha State has kind of dominated of, of, of late. Monmouth straight up punched him in the mouth. They they are a really good team. They've only played, I believe it was that was their second or third game. They haven't played very many games, so it's hard for me to say, well, I want to take Monmouth over, you know, Sacred Heart. I don't know. Both teams, we have a very, very small sample size. It's going to be difficult to kind of... Uh, figure it out. Davidson came out of nowhere, was able to beat the uh, San Diego, and I believe if they win on Saturday, they'll secure uh, the Pioneer League and Delaware and Villanova coming up will be a really good game. Uh, we do have uh, Southeast Louisiana SIU challenging themselves. SIU trying to be that third team from the uh, Missouri Valley. It's going to be, a, I mean, they have an uphill fight, but I think that if you're willing to schedule those games, I believe you should be admitted. VMI uh, coming out of nowhere as well This uh, in the SoCon. Normally dominated by Wofford and Furman. Excited uh, to see what they do. I believe that they're going to, if they beat the Citadel, uh, they secure the SoCon championship. They'll get the AQ. And then we also have teams like New Hampshire and Maine and, and Holy Cross and Bucknell. We have such a small sample size. What is going to happen? And then, of course, uh, upcoming this next week, we do have South Dakota State and North Dakota State. And I'm really excited to watch that. And, and next week... Uh, I definitely have my favorites. I, personally, I think South Dakota State is going to win. Uh, I think there's a really strong bias right now towards North Dakota State. But I don't know if they're the North Dakota State that we've seen over the past few years. They don't, And, and it's, I think it's purely because of COVID and practice. I don't think that they're going to slow down. I don't think it's the end of an era. They're still going to be there. We're still going to talk about them. But I think that uh, South Dakota State uh, will win that. I believe that they'll secure the Missouri Valley. They'll have the AQ. And then it will be between North Dakota State and North Dakota. I think those three are the ones that get in with uh, SIU uh, on the outside looking in. I don't know if you can, uh, you know, have four uh, from one conference from the Missouri Valley Conference, but maybe. Same thing with the CAA. You have JMU and Richmond. Uh, obviously, I, I believe if JMU wins, they get the AQ. And then you have teams like Villanova and Delaware, which I think Delaware will get in uh, even with a loss. Uh, and Villanova, there will have a couple teams there. Out of the big sky, we have, you know, uh, Eastern, who I think gets in. And uh, anyway, so those are some of the teams that I think are going to get in. Uh, I think that they're, there's no clear-cut national champion. I think South Dakota State and North Dakota are two of the teams that I think have had at stretches been the best in the country. JMU's had a few. Weaver State at times look absolutely unstoppable. But they're not, I mean, there's not one clear-cut winner. Last year, I knew for a fact that uh, North Dakota State was going to win. I just had that feeling. Uh, I didn't think that James Madison was going to be able to keep up with them. Uh, I thought in the the, the lead-up into the semifinal last year, Montana State wasn't as hard of an opponent as Weaver State. And I think that might have, you know, it, it plays uh, a little bit.
going into the championship game last year. So I'm excited. Again, I know I've said I'm excited. I know that I've said that I, I want to see what, what's going to happen over the next fall. Uh, next week, once the bracket is announced, I'll give my uh, first round who I think is going to win and my first round analysis. And then we'll be doing, uh, you know, week by week as we kind of get back into the FCS now that I know for sure we have the tournament and we're going to have the field of 16. And then we'll be taking off for summer and then bringing on, of course, some of our coaches uh, that we've done in the past, some interviews in the past, because that's the most awesome experience that I have is interviewing the coaches. So uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay healthy, stay safe. Until next Selection Sunday, next week, uh, the 18th of April, stay safe.